broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away. Drag back home and drown my troubles away It's a damn shame What the world's gotten to For people like me People like you Wish I could just wake up And it not be true But it is Oh it is Living in the new world With an old soul These rich men know the rich men Just miners on an island somewhere Lord, we got folks in the street Ain't got nothing to eat And the whole beast milking welfare well, God, if you're five foot three And you're three hundred pounds Taxes ought not to pay For your bags of fudge rounds Young men are putting themselves Six feet in the ground Cause all this damn country does Is keep on kicking them down Lord, it's a damn shame What the world's gotten to For people like me People like you Wish I could just wake up And it not be true But it is All it is Living in the new world With an old soul These rich men know the rich men And they don't think you know, but I know that you do Cause your dollar ain't shit, and it's taxed to no end Cause the rich men, North rich men Selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavia. This is the Red Pill Project. Daily Dose live with you Monday, uh, Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, and uh, 8 p.m. on Tuesdays. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of communism. Is that the right word these days, communism? Nailed it. Yeah, communism coming to America. 
of the usurping of the United States Constitution, the undermining of our rights, our liberties, our freedoms, of our way of life, of the uh, the infiltration within to all domains of our society, the hijacking, shift culture to something more appropriate for the new global world order. Um, man, it, it's uh, it, it's a crazy time to be alive, isn't it, Vince? Vince Saglavia, how you doing tonight? Oh, man, these people are sick, and I'm doing all right. <clears throat> you know, appreciate you having me here tonight, and uh, we have a lot to talk about. Jeez, it's just been a yeah. flood of information on the daily, and the news cycle changes so quickly. Uh, it's a good thing we have so many darn shows. Otherwise, <laughs> we'd all be behind. Well, firstly, uh, I, I wanted to get props to Oliver Anthony. Hmm. So that video Oliver that you guys Anthony. just saw, that was Oliver Anthony Richmond, north of Richmond. That would be Washington, D.C. And uh, that song went absolutely viral off of TikTok. And so he went from just a dude with a few thousand subscribers on TikTok to, uh, I think he's up to hundreds of thousands on Twitter, um, Rumble, YouTube. The dude is like top 10 on iTunes. And congratulations, buddy. Yeah. You know what? That's what happens in a uh, cultural revolution when you tell the truth. That's how people like the counterculture revolution, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison. Um, you have Bob Dylan. That's how the, Neil Young. That's how they all rose up to the ranks was because, well, they were part of a psyop. But at the end of the day, what they did is they sung those songs that was truth about the establishment at the time. And this is what we need more of. And we got great people out there. Uh, doing exactly the same thing, going out there and spreading the truth as much as possible. We're going to keep on going with that this week, this trend, um, as much as we can in the sense of getting music out there at the beginning of the show. If you guys know any music that you want to see uh, focused on the show at the beginning of the show, let me know. We'll definitely go ahead and play it and give a shout out to them. Um, so you can find that Oliver Anthony, Rich Men North of Richmond. You can find all the information on that uh, just by a, an easy Google search, YouTube search, Rumble search, whatever it might be. Um, getting back yeah. to it, Vince, of what you're talking about, you know, it, it's uh, it's interesting. If we, we go back to this show very, very – and I don't, I fucking hate calling it a show, okay? Oh. Because it's not a show. A, a show seems to be entertainment. This isn't entertainment. I, I don't look at this as entertainment. I don't think that the people who listen to this is entertainment. Friday night's more entertainment, right? We're, we're talking about topics that are off the wall and crazy and inside the mind and make you think, right? Fridays and Saturdays. But this show specifically, this is an analysis of the changing world order and the variations of, of manipulation that are occurring within our political, our economic, uh, our, our supply chain, our infrastructure, our social and our cultural institutions. Th that's what this show is about. And for a very long time, since at least October, we've been doing the show longer than October 2020, but since October 2020, we've been talking specifically about, listen, guys, I don't think this is going to go well. And, you know, we were all like, woohoo, you know, Trump's yeah. going to get in and they're going to take Trump out or they're going to do something like this. Well, guess what? They got By the Trump way, out. For those who don't remember or weren't listeners at that point in time, that was not the popular consensus about what the heck was going on at all. In fact, quite the contrary. So we, during that time, okay, um, we were, I think we were on YouTube at that time. And we had, uh, I mean, easily 3,000, 4,000 live viewers on YouTube a night. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, Friday night, sometimes we would get like four or 5,000 people watching us live. Um, yeah. And the moment we, after the election, when we started coming out and saying, no, Trump's not going to be inaugurated as the 19th president on August 5th or no, March 15th, like people were saying, uh, no, you know, nothing's going to happen. It, it, it's just a shit show. Uh, they, they, they got this one on over us. We tried to figure out what was going on with all the information. People left, and, and, and rightfully so. You know why? I was talking to somebody today, and hope sells, Vince. Hope oh, yeah. sells. And I'm not about selling a product here. I'm not about entertainment. I'm not about putting on a show. Hope sells. We don't, we don't provide hope here. What we provide here is the, the truth of how things are happening. And if these things proceed that direction – what it looks like, how it unfolds. And that isn't always an easy pill to swallow. That isn't always nice and beautiful and pretty and serene. Typically, the way we're seeing things roll out right now. And if you go back to October, November 2020, when we introduced the firestorm, you begin to find out that shit actually happening. I don't want it to happen. I didn't want it to happen. I didn't want it to be this way. But we tried to pick, put together what we knew and try to analyze the situation the best we could. And what we have here right now is, guys, it's happening. It, it, this is the Firestorm event. It is unfolding right before your eyes. One small thing after another. One small little cascade. One domino tipped over. 3529 on the boards. Mm-hmm. Well, Congress is away. The month of August is traditionally a really hot month. Nature is unpredictable. Gosh. Hmm. Wow. July 28th, 2019. And every August since then, what have we had? Extremely. Suspicious fires, arson, yep. looting, burning of cities. Yep. We're going to get into the weather wars. We're going to get into the Great Reset. We're going to talk about all of it, oh. how it all relates. Wow. Um, wow. But there's there's a lot of things happening right now. And we, we go through these weeks where there's maybe one or two things to focus on. And then we go through these weeks where there's just such a mass amount of shit happening through the weekend. And on Monday, it's just like, whoa. <laughs> wow. And, you know, here's the thing. Things are going to get much, much worse before they get better. I just want everybody to understand. Yeah, they call me the bearer of doom and gloom. Why? Because things are going to get much, much worse before they get better. I've been saying it for years, Pete. Yeah. And, you know, the way I kind of see this is, I guess, kind of philosophical in a way is um, I don't think the future is set in stone. So it could be a varying degree of bad, right? It could be extremely bad. It could be kind of bad or just kind of the same kind of bad. But I agree with you. It's going to be bad. And the potential for it to be very, very bad is somewhat high. Well, let's listen to what Bongino thinks about it. I got a really bad feeling, (laughs) an eerie feeling that you ever hear the Cypress Hill song? When the shit goes down, you better be ready. I'm not much of a rapper like Be Real. You ever hear that song? Folks, I got a really bad feeling it's about to go down. 
I don't know what it is. If it's just AI, China, the UFO talk. The UFO talk seems to me to be like a very eerily timed distraction, i.e., I'm not so sure I believe in UFOs and aliens. Well, I believe in UFOs. It's not identified. It's not identified. But that I believe in alien life making their way to Earth. But I am sure that they're talking about it. And the fact that they're talking about it seems to me like a major distraction. Something's going to go down, and it's going to go down in the coming months. And you better darn well be ready for it. I'm telling you, I got this eerie feeling. I mean, think of this Axios article. It's a perfect example. AI experts are warning of looming catastrophe. There's something going on here. Does China have a hold of some technology we don't know about? Because this happened, too, last week. I don't know if you missed it. There was a massive cyber attack in hospitals around the country. And now if you're listening and you're like, Dan, weren't you just telling us about this article written by this guy, Richard Mueller, who allegedly met with this Chinese high-level spy? And Mueller then wrote this piece in the Wall Street Journal about how World War III is going to be fought with both computer and biological viruses. And yet we have this major, go back to that one, this major hospital cyber attack that happened last week. We have people telling us they got a, what, that, that there are codes, secret malicious computer code embedded in our military technology. You think this is all a mistake? You think they don't know we got a distracted president right now doing everything in his power to hide his bribery blackmail scandal, to bankrupt the United States, to cause an inflation crisis? Oh. You know, Roxy, I think you might be right. And if you are right that Dan Bongino watches this show, Dan, hit me up, man. I've already emailed you. Yeah, shut up, Dan. Let, 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 let's, let's get out there, man. Because Dan Bongino, I mean, it's like one day I'm talking about the topics. The next day Dan Bongino is talking about the same topics. It's like, Dan, you, you watching my show? It's okay. It's okay. At the very least, if that's not the case, you guys could have a darn good conversation about what's going on. Oh, absolutely. I'd love to talk to Dan Bongino. But and so, Dan, if he's watching, oh, yeah, absolutely. Hi. And listen, listen, he's not lying to you, okay? The shit's gonna go down, it's about to hit the fan, yeah, especially when you look at all the pieces, man. You had Colonel McGregor three weeks ago. You can expect some type of financial black swan event to occur. You're going to have some type of black swan again. You had General Michael Flynn. You have a black swan event that is going to occur. Then you have General Mike Flynn just this week, last weekend. What was he talking about that he's getting massively ridiculed about? And I, I, I sent them a mean, I sent him an email and I said, hey, you want to come on the show? Let's talk about this. Because he's being massively ridiculed over the speech that he gave talking about if the Jews that were being hoarded on to these concentration camp trains if they just used their mass to fight back. Now, there's a lot of uh, controversy over this because a lot of people did fight back. The Germans were highly organized and, and, and trapped them. Uh, but here's the thing is they, they didn't utilize their full capacity. What was happening is they're saying, hey, you're just going to a work camp. You're not going to that concentration camp. They tricked them. They got them on there. I don't care where the government tells them they're, they're taking me. I'm not fucking getting in anything. It, it's called, I'm going out in a blaze of glory. 
Like that's like they come knocking on my door and they're saying, "Hey, we got a bus. You need to get on it. We're gonna go take you to a safe place." I'll be like, "Hey, real quick, I gotta take a shit real quick. I'll be right back." Run. That's quite literally how it's gonna go. Actually, I'd be out my back door with all my gun, but kids on the back, right? Like running across the field. I wouldn't be FBI. I wouldn't be doing that. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I lost all my guns in a boating accident. All the ammo, it it, it, it fell into the pond behind my backyard. Trust me, I swear. But you know what? Fuck that. We have the constitutional right to fight against tyranny and oppression. Absolutely. If you come and tell me that you want to take my freedom away, that there is something happening in the world and it's dangerous and you need to come with us to this place, fuck you. Especially if you're like... No, hey, Josh, the sun is out. We're gonna need you to take you somewhere <laughs> safe. <laughs> hey, it's getting really hot out here. Global warming. Hop in this place. Let's go dude. somewhere else. Nice yeah. and safe with some shade. Last nah, week, dude, we, I'm good. Thank you. Last week we talked about the uh the gentleman, said that. <laughs> the gentleman who was uh the gentleman who was gunned down at his residence. Yeah, well uh, we have at, a it was the um what it was a brother in law or or the one of the relatives of Someone we know on the platform. Yeah. Well, and we talked about what we do in that situation. And actually, I thought about this a lot. And I said, I'd have my gun ready, right? Because you think it could be an intruder. Who knows? You want to protect yourself and your family or whatever. But here's the thing. Really, I, really what I would do, yes, I'd have a firearm ready. I'd be safe. I would stand back at a safe distance. I'd call the police. And I'd say, you know what I got by my door? Yeah, is there a police officer or something, anybody that you yep. have dispatched to my house? Because if not, it could be an intruder. It could be a dangerous situation. And at least then you could say, okay, at least then. But, you know, it's such a hairy situation. I hope Listen, I never have to go through that. Yeah. I, I don't know how the, the warrant went. I don't think the body cam footage has been released yet. I don't know if it was a standoff, if he answered the door, they announced I themselves. I heard some audio. Did, did they, like they, they flashbanged and then they rushed him. Okay, they flashbang and rushed in. And he knew he was being arrested. He knew they were coming from, apparently. This is this is what I, uh, from what I heard, is he knew that they were coming. He just didn't know when. So, you know, in that situation, look, man, if you say some dumb shit on the internet, guess what? Dumb shit's going to happen to you. I, I just, okay, that's just the way it goes. Don't be fucking stupid about it. And I, I'm sorry I'm cursing tonight, guys. There's a lot going on, and we got to understand the severity of what's really happening here. Um, and we're talking about last week in Utah, a gentleman posted some stuff on Truth Social uh, that Biden was coming to Salt Lake City and that he was going to go get his ghillie suit and his sniper rifle ready. And Truth Social actually reported it to the FBI. And the FBI did a no-knock warrant, and they only do that quote unquote, they only do that in certain situations. And that's when this person is potentially armed and dangerous and mentally unstable, which this person, apparently they had good reason to believe he was. Um, quite honestly, if they believe that he was going to do something like that, maybe they should have followed him for a week, learned his schedule. Nobody leaves the house. And when he left his house, then they go around him. You know, I mean, there, there's situations you do, but they thought it was the justifiable way. And once they flashbanged his house, he thought he was under attack. It didn't matter to him whether it was the feds or not. He just went out in a blaze of glory. Um, I, I don't think I would honestly do something like that. And the reason I say that is because then I'm out of the fight. Okay. But I'll tell you one thing. I am not getting 
going to a concentration camp. I am not going to a holding facility. I'm not going to a quarantine camp. I am not getting on any trust, bus, ban. I don't give a flying fudge, okay? That if, if lockdown, martial law, that type of stuff comes, and they're just like, all right, number 1147309, stand up. The last time I did that, that was 10 years of my life I didn't get back, okay? That's not going to happen again. And I will tell you, I will be the resistance. And like someone commented on my post about the Jews, I said, you keep on thinking the way you're thinking, and I'll be the one saving your ass from the concentration camp. And I'm a firm freaking believer of that. Because you know what? The moment it happens, the moment that we saw see a potential martial law lockdown, something of that nature, you have. The moment you find out about it, moment emergency broadcast, beep, this is an alert of the emergency broadcast system. President Joe Biden has declared martial law throughout the United States. They're already 12 hours in of shutting down highways, okay? They're already 12 hours in of shutting down highways. You have quite literally about 6 to 12 hours to get where the hell you need to be. If you know the back roads really well, country roads, that type of stuff, and you're not going far, you got 48 hours, okay? And that's some serious SHIT right there. If you live in a town like me, <laughs> you don't have to go anywhere, <laughs> All you have to do is meet at the local uh, the local bar and say, "Who's taking the first watch on the road into town?" Yeah, well, it's as easy as that. Well, yeah, who has who has something we could block all the entryways to our town? Yep, <laughs> exactly. Post up, and so and listen, that actually happened already recently yeah. during COVID. So we have a shitstorm coming. The firestorm is in full effect. And so we know something is coming. We know it's a black swan event. Is it going to be a cyber attack with economic collapse? Michael Burry. You know who Michael Burry is? No. All right. You ever seen the movie Get Short? No, I don't think so. Maybe. Watch it on Netflix. Great movie. It's about the 2008 financial collapse. How one hedge fund investor by the name of Michael Burry shorted the, uh, the, uh, the, the mortgage-backed securities billions of dollars with his investors money and his investors were pulling out and pulling out and he made billions off of it because he saw what was happening. He called it, he played it. He went in there and negotiated the deals and he won. Okay. Wow. He called the 2013 collapse and he just shorted the entire stock market today. $1.6 billion. Yeah, I saw that. That's not good. Okay. When Michael Burry shorts something, you're not getting that money back, <laughs> okay? When you short something, $1.6 billion. All or nothing. You you know that uh, it's it's, risk. it's very risky. It's a very risky thing to do because he could lose it all. Oh, he can, and it's not his money. And so that means that he went there with that money. He put that money up there, and those people were convinced he was right, and he's convinced he is right. I wonder and how I'm long. You, I wonder what time period of contracts he got. Well, I don't, I don't know if it was a 12-month contract or what, but he went in there $1.6 billion short, okay, on the market. And you have to understand that if he gets a margin call on that, he can't afford it, which means that if the market goes up a significant amount and he gets margin called, he loses it, okay? So he must be absolutely certain that September and October are going to be absolutely dark. And what did I say? We're about November to March is that time frame. 
So Moody's has cut credit ratings for 10 small and mid-sized U.S. banks sending bank stocks plummeting. What did I just talk about last week? What have I been talking about the last? What have I been talking about the last months? Oh, the banking collapse that just started. You haven't seen the end of it. Wait till fall. What did we just report? We talked about last week. One trillion dollars removed in deposits from U.S. banks. And I explained the whole process. The deposits are basically the collateralization of created money that the banks utilize to go out there and put out loans, commercial real estate, to lend out there to businesses and corporations, and to buy bonds. They get paid in interest. This is how banks make profit. If people pull their deposits out, they have to liquidate their assets. How do you liquidate a mortgage? You call that mortgage in, and you either that person pays up that mortgage or you take the freaking house and you sell it yourself. That's how you liquidate those deposits. That's coming next quarter. Okay? This is some serious stuff that we're talking about. And, and so, yeah, it says weather wars and great reset. We're just in the financial part right now, people. We haven't even started on the, on the weather, water, and food wars. Dutch political commentator Eva. Larden Benvorek on the World Economic Forum's plan to impose a personal carbon allowance connected to a digital ID under pretext of tackling the global boiling crisis. The CEO of one of the largest Dutch, Dutch banks says, if everyone gets individual personal carbon credits, <clears throat> why don't we make it so that the rich people who, for example, want to go on holiday a little too often can buy personal carbon credits from people who can't afford buying plane tickets or eating meat too often? So what will happen is the rich will get richer, the poor will get poorer, and they're saying it openly as if it's not a controversial thing at all. It's neo-feudalism. That's what it is. And that's the truth because it's exactly what it is. Well, neo-feudalism is nothing more than basically stakeholder communism. The Biden administration announced Friday that it'll spend $1.2 billion to fund two direct air capture carbon removal projects, according to the Department of Energy, a technology which some reports have suggested may be ineffective tool to counter climate change. A technology which some reports have suggested may be ineffective tool to counter climate change. Dude. Well, guess what? If there's not a carbon problem, there's no carbon problem. This is odd, isn't it? I mean, well, it's, it's very no, concerning. You, this is going to destroy environments. What you want to find out is who creates the directed air capture systems, who funded those technologies. And guess who you can probably pinpoint it back to? Hunter. (laughs) Well, I would say Bill Gates. Oh, yeah, that too. Nancy. Oh, yeah. So direct air capture technologies extract CO2 directly from the atmosphere at any location. Starving vegetation, grass to trees, food crops, mountain forests, CO2 is essentially... The healthy plants. Healthy plants produce O2, essential to all life, human, animal, and plant. Okay? Carbon dioxide is food for plants. If you have a carbon dioxide problem, you want to know what your solution is? Plants. Plant more plants Actually, and trees. They're automatically going to grow and compensate for that. They'll just be more lush and kind of it'll it'll even out. You mean yeah. kind of like it was when it was warmer on this planet 
10,000, 15,000 years ago when there is less vegetation, everything was much, much bigger because the oxygen concentration was higher. Why would the oxygen concentration be higher, Vince? Because that means there's more oxygen being produced by the lush vegetation because there was more carbon dioxide for it to consume. This is crazy that they want to manipulate the planet like this. You got to see the truth in the matter. Let me ask you this. When did climate change, global warming, or really the hijacking, because that's what those two did, is hijacked, save the planet, right? Remember save the planet? Yeah, I guess that's like the late uh, 1980s, early 1990s, save the planet. Stop putting your cigarette butts outside. Uh, stop uh, putting plastics in your trash. Recycle. You remember? Oh, wait. We have chlorofluorocarbons that are put out into the atmosphere. These things are toxic. They're putting holes in the ozone layer. We have all these other toxins that are being pushed out by manufacturing and processing centers. We need the EPA to go in and regulate. Guess what, Vince? They still pump all that shit out there. But you don't see any of these climate change people talk about the real toxicity that is being pumped into the environment. You want to know why? They don't care about the problem. Because they took the byproduct of aluminum manufacturing, sodium hexafluoride, and they started putting it in tap water. They took the old biochemical weapons developed during World War I and transitioned them into genetically targeted bioweapons that go on corn, soil, or coin, corn, Soy, wheat, rice, okay? Then they feed all of that stuff to pigs, cows, chickens. Then what they do is they create synthetic drugs, antibiotics, antivirals, antifungals, hormones. And they give these animals these treatments to beef them up and make them just a little bit fatter. And then what they do is they chop all that up and they feed it to you. You know who owns the largest mealworm factory in the world no you know what mealworms are right yeah fish bait fish bait right mealworms <laughs> see, see if you can guess the 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 company that owns the largest mealworm processing facility in the world by seeing, a picture of, by seeing a picture of what mealworms look like is it Kellogg's? mix all of that up okay grind it all up vince Add some water to it and add it to ground beef. Mm. Put it into a patty. And what do you have? You have McDonald's burgers. What? McDonald's? You didn't know this? Yes. What do you think McDonald's is? I don't know. Like 60% of that meat is not meat. It's mealworms. No way. Yes. Oh, are you serious? They own the largest mealworm facilities in the world. Did you know that the russet potatoes that mcdonald's gets in they're yeah. they're they have to be grown in a specific way by iowa farmers okay yeah. they're poison and, well what happens is is that the potatoes actually have this natural mold that grows in them a fungus that grows in them but mcdonald's doesn't like that because it ruins their fries the appearance of their fries this is why they always have the golden brown fries so what they do is before har- or during the growth period they, they spray this highly toxic substance onto this antifungal to kill all of that. And what they actually have to do is when they handle these potatoes, they have to handle them in chemical suits. 
and they put them in air dry facilities for almost two months to let them air dry all the chemicals off of them before they can even go in there, hand to them and process them. They're toxic is what they are. We let our, our children eat this stuff. We, we allow ourselves to eat this stuff. Not no mo. Okay. And, and so what has been the big transition with the World Economic Forum? You will eat the bugs and you will like it. Dude, at the grocery store here, we, only have, we have like one grocery store and one farm stand and that's it. Yeah, dude. They have at the checkout of the grocery store, which is like a main chain kind of, kind of smaller chain, worms and like crickets inside lollipops and like little packs of those worms. Yeah, you know where they're being pushed out at? And it's like four dollars a little TikTok. box. Where? TikTok. It, they got really like the worm me. suckers and stuff like yeah. that. Yep. That, my, my, my kids wanted them. They're like, these are disgusting. I'm like, yeah. Why did you buy it? I'm glad you use your own money. I wasn't going to pay for that. But listen, <laughs> why are they pushing that? They're normalizing it. It's psycho- psychological warfare. Put it together, Vince. Reduce carbon dioxide emissions with these big vacuum cleaners. Introduce carbon te- uh, tax credit schemes. Okay? What does that do? What does that do to the food supply? <laughs> Reduce carbon dioxide. Well, guess what? Now you have more regulations that come in in the sense of farming. What's happening in the Netherlands? The Dutch farmers, the German Italian farmers. Massive regulations are coming down from the World Economic Forum in the European Union. New regulations are coming out on on the various different fertilizers they can use. The farmers are saying, I can only grow half my crops. I can't survive at this level. They push back. They protest. Eminent domain laws get enacted in the Governments come in there, take those farms back, or take those farms from these farmers that have been in their families for hundreds of years, and who do they give them to? They give them to the robo-farmers, the corporate farming conglomerates, because they're the only ones that can have a sustainable model because they are the ones that get the massive amount of government subsidies to actually produce this stuff. And that's exactly what's coming to the United States of America next. And that's the way that they reduce the amount of food grown in the country and then what they say is it's because of global warming. Oh, because of global warming, we have to put these restrictions in there. We can't produce enough food. If you can't, you know, the, 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 the world population is directly proportional to the amount of energy available. Hmm. Okay? This energy, okay, is not, is not food production. Food production is directly proportional to the amount of energy available. What type of energy? electricity, that type of energy, the ability to produce, the ability to go out there and produce things through machinery and efficiency and all these things is what brings about the modern world. And our population is directly proportional to the amount of electric power generated in this world each year. The amount of food is directly proportional to energy consumption. Okay? So what we have is that if we're replacing... All of our uh, petroleum, oil, gas, and nuclear infrastructure with solar, highly inefficient on cloudy days and all this stuff. Wind doesn't even fucking work. I saw a windmill today, and it's just like whipping around, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, 
Like, did they just turn on a button that says generator spin? Like, you know, like, what? Like, I'm pretty sure that the majority of these things are spinning around through, like, the propane tanks that are at the bottom of it that are just feeling it to spin around. Because they don't work. They're highly inefficient. They're too big, too bulky. They have massive moving products that need high levels of maintenance. They just don't work. Geothermal? Yep, just not there yet. Wave energy? No, not there yet. Yeah, solar satellites that are going to beam energy back? Yeah, we're five to ten years away from that technology even being relevant. We don't have the energy infrastructure in green energy to substantiate the population on this planet. But we do have it with petroleum, gas, oil, and nuclear-based options. Thorium reactors would absolutely revolutionize this whole world. The problem is, is that they're, they would be much, much smaller and they would be more and more um, uh, sustainable. And you'd have to have more of them per location, per population density. But there's nothing wrong with that because that brings in the competitive nature for electrical uh, production. But the thorium reactors are just too clean. They're, they're too efficient. They don't want that. They don't want something that's going to give you a clean energy for 20 years off of one fuel cell. What they want is something that can continuously produce profit continuously produce work and government subsidies and can get taxed the shit out of it, have regulations over hand, over fist that they can put a meter on and tax your ass to, to no end. That's what they want. Why? Because we are moving into a whole new era of slave matrices. Okay. So what we have right now is we're going to have an energy crisis. This energy crisis is going to be brought about through the transition into lithium or iron type of batteries, as well as solar power generation, wind generation, and the removal of various different types of energy sources, heat and electrical. This is going to be propane, gas, oil, all these types of things. Once they start phasing them out over the next 10 years, we're going to have a massive decline in population because during that same time, they're going to increase the amount of carbon credits. They're going to increase the amount of carbon restrictions and regulations, which is going to reduce the food supply, which is directly proportional to the energy production. Both of those things will go down at the same time. And guess what else is proportional to that? Population. Like I said before, so the solar power infrastructure, the, the, the green energy infrastructure that they are building cannot sustain a population of 8 billion people, but it damn well sure can sustain a population of about 500 million globally. And that is their plan. That's why they have 15-minute cities. This is why I think that we have arson happening all throughout this world right now. They're burning down various different types of points of real estate. Morena said this to me the other night. I believed her. I said, yeah, that's a really good point. And boom, all of a sudden, this is everywhere. Absolutely. That's what I believe just happened in Maui. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Let's first get back into this, though, because we're talking about weather wars. We're talking about the Great Reset. We're talking about food wars. And so what does this mean to you guys out there? I don't care where you get it, how you get it. This is what you need to have. A way to defend yourself. Okay? First and foremost, a way to defend yourself. 12-gauge shotgun. Okay? At the very least, 12-gauge shotgun. You don't need a pistol. 12-gauge shotgun. 12-gauge shotgun. And the rounds, cheap as hell. Don't know where you can buy it? You find that yourself. Every member of your household one person, me, for instance, Vince, I can go get a can of baked beans this big, right? 
That'll last me. That's three days worth of meals. Yep, I'm hungry. Yep, I'm burning fat. But guess what? I'm not dying. Okay? So one can will be for me for three days. One traditional can that you can get at the grocery store, green beans, corn, whatever it might be. That's one meal, two people. Each person in your household, one meal a day. Unless they're massively working, then you need to feed them more. That's why I've been stocking up on food and I got it all stored around me. Okay? I knew it was coming. So you want to look at proportion size. If I'm buying a non-perishable canned good at the store, how many people is this going to feed? How many meals will this make? Okay? And we're not talking about stuff fit in mashed potatoes, turkey, and stuff like that for a freaking meal. We're talking about, hey, there's no more food coming in. We got to portion this shit. How are we going to do this? Okay? You can take $10 out of your budget a week, a week, and go buy $10 worth of canned goods. Okay? That's how you start doing it. You're like, well, I live in an apartment. Put it on your bed. Put it in the cupboards that you don't use. Put it in your closet. Okay? Get it in there. Keep it in the trunk of your car. Okay? Non-perishables, canned goods. If you want, you can use our guys, My Patriot Supply, 25 plus year shelf food, freeze dried food. The stuff's high quality. Um, I, I have a bunch of it here. And you know what I'll do is I'll go out and I'll give it to the bums. They're like, this is the best stuff in the world. I'll go out and give it to the homeless people. They're like, this is awesome. Oh, dude, I got the mashed potatoes with the cheese. Oh, right. Like they love it. So check out that My Patriots, uh, My Patriot Supply. And that's redpills.tv slash Patriot. Vince already put the link out there. My redpills.tv slash Patriot. The next thing, have a have cash on hand. I don't, I can't tell you how much I don't know. I, I don't know, but just have some cash. Okay. Have something that if, if the electricity goes down and the dollar doesn't crash overnight, and nobody knows about it. You can go to the store and say, dude, will you take 10 bucks for that? And they'd be like, sure. Right. Have some cash on hand. The next thing, have some gold and silver. We were actually talking about this in the crypto mastermind this week. Uh, I, yeah. A lot of people I know have 100-ounce gold bars or gold, uh, silver bars. Not I wish I had. 100-ounce silver bars, right? It's like, what is it? Like five grand, six grand worth of silver. I'm sorry, it's like 2,800 bucks worth of silver. So if shit hit the fan, what do you do with it? You know, like just chisel off some silver until you get some? And I said, go on to Amazon, buy a $100 smelting pot. You can go on there. It's a little propane tank. You tie it into the bottom of it. You turn it on. You throw your freaking silver in. You can cut your silver in half with a, a, a hacksaw. You throw your silver in there. You melt it out. You take these little containers. You pour it in there, and you can make your own coins. Yeah. Okay? It, it's really easy. And for If you're buying 100 ounce of silver bar, then you can afford the $100 for the crucible. Okay? But this is what I'm saying is have a methodology. Have gold and silver on hand. Have it in your portfolio. Because damn well know that the wealthy in the world are still going to have bank accounts open, investment accounts open, and they're going to be having access to their money, okay? So have an IRA, have gold and silver in your IRA, because that stuff's going to skyrocket when this happens, okay? But also have some coinage on you. Have gold and silver coins on you, physical, and have a way to defend that gold and silver. How do you do that? Getgoldtoday.com. Getgoldtoday.com. Let's put that in there. 720-605-3900. 
call that number. You can leave a voice message. They'll get back to you within two days. If they don't, you contact me and I will rush you in there. Okay. And, and I know people are like, dude, this is doom and gloom. No, this isn't doom and gloom. This is the echo of everybody within the truth and the conservative movement finally realizing that what I've been saying for three fucking years is actually happening. Glenn Beck's talking about it. Dan Bongino, Mike Flynn, uh, Colonel McGregor. Uh, we have Clayton Morris talking about it. I redacted. Everybody is talking about it. Tucker Carlson. Everybody's talking about it. Why? Because it's happening. And you can see it. It's painted on the wall. And look, I don't know. Maybe the electricity goes out and it's like a day. Maybe it's a month. Maybe it's three months. Maybe it's six months. The thing is, is do you want to be unprepared if it does happen? Or would you rather be overprepared and not have it happen? I'd rather be overprepared and not have it happen at all. And so this is why I said, just be prepared. Exactly right. Just be prepared. So those are the few things that I'd start doing. You know, people are like, well, I can go guard. I can do this. Yeah, you know what, dude? I suck at guard. I literally sat down for this show with two small little tomatoes in my pocket and squished them. That's how bad I am at gardening. Okay? <laughs> I took them, I picked them off the plant. I'm like, ah, oh, I got some oh. tomatoes. No, it's easy. all you do is get a smaller basket and then it looks I put like them in my pocket. Harvest. You get a tiny basket, it'll look like a much better harvest. Well, yeah, but I put them in my pocket and I sat down and I'm like, <laughs> in my pocket. I'm like, I gotta go change my shorts. So, but I, they're really good tomatoes. So they're <laughs> like, I don't know what, I must have stunted the growth of my tomato plants. So they're all coming out really, really small, but they're sweet and they're oh, they're so good. I love them. I just eat them raw. I don't eat them. They're so good. I love them. They taste different, don't they, than the store bought ones? Oh, they absolutely um, do. They're way, they're much sweeter. One thing you could do is pick them as soon as they start turning red or orange. Pick them mm-hmm. and then they'll yeah, ripen on ripen. the counter, and yeah. then the energy will go to the rest of them, and make them a little bigger. Mm. Good call. Uh, Sam Bankman Freed heads the Brooklyn Jail, the notorious for poor conditions. Uh, Sam Bankman Freed uh, had his bail revoked. And uh, basically, he uh, witnessed tampering, apparently. And he is going to jail for utilizing $100 million of stolen funds to fund politicians, primarily Democrats, and Mitch McConnell. Good. And how many of those politicians are giving that money back? None. They they stole that fair and square, illegally. (laughs) So you stolen customer funds to make more than $100 million in campaign contributions ahead of the 2022 U.S. midterm elections. Federal prosecutors said in a new indictment filed against the FTX founders. Well, let me ask you this. <clears throat> How did that work? What was the flow of that money? We know the flow of that money? I see. I know the flow of the money. Because in October of 2020, Ukraine, went out there and established a department of cryptocurrencies and alternative currencies. The person who did this is very integrated within the crypto industries. One of his good friends is Sam Bankman-Fried. He utilized an API connection with FTX to establish all the custodial accounts for the Ukrainian government through the Bank of Ukraine to create all their crypto accounts. So when U.S. money started flowing in, taxpayer dollars to pay for the Russia stuff, right? All they needed to do was buy $10 million of Bitcoin here, $10 million of Bitcoin there. They put it into their custodial accounts. 
That is through an API with FTX. FTX now has backend access to that can easily have basically FTX had custodianship. What happens is, is then FTX goes in, takes that real money, the cash that was used to buy that, and loans it to their company Alameda. Then they loan it out to a whole bunch of these small little no-name companies, right? These shell companies. And those shell companies go out there and make donations to political campaigns. So what is that? That's called embezzlement of taxpayer dollars. And trust me, it was a lot more than $100 million. You know what? BLM had made, what, $82 billion in, in 10 years? Understand that. Where did that money go? But, you know, my, my biggest concern here is actually occurring in about eight days. Okay? And I've been talking about this. I think we were some of the first to announce this. Um, you need to understand that first, before August 22nd, Durban Accords will make any sense. Once you do, understand, you'll be astonished. Um, the global trade runs on the U.S. dollar. Okay, and I'm reading this from a Zero Hedge article, but this is nothing new that I haven't told you. Since World War II, the U.S. dollar has enjoyed the role of the global reserve currency. You may have heard those words before. Here's what they mean. Worldwide, when companies or nations transacting with one another don't share a common currency, they use the U.S. dollar. When the Chilean copper mine sells tons of raw ore to the Canadian refiner, they invoice and get paid in U.S. dollars. Obviously, most nations don't have a common currency, with the exception of the euro. So the use of the dollars for international trade is simply huge, approximately 85% of the global total. So the world relies on the dollar to do business. That's a great, great deal for the United States of America. That means, for example, that deficit spending and newly printed money always have a home somewhere in the world, simply because the world has to have U.S. dollars. Like I said, it's a great deal for a nation that exports dollars. It's not such a great deal for everyone else. It's our currency, but it's your problem. In 1971, President Nixon ended the convertibility of dollars to gold. This was known as the exit of the Bretton Woods Agreement that came about in 1943. The rest of the world, to put it mildly, went nuts. The gold standard was supposed to prevent inflation, but it hadn't, primarily because American citizens weren't allowed to swap, uh, swap dollars for gold since 1933. Absent a gold standard, how, um, how was the U.S. going to guarantee the value of gold? When challenged with this question by his counterpart at the G10 meeting in Rome, U.S. Treasury Secretary John Connolly astounded his audience by proclaiming, the dollar is our currency, but it's your problem. With no restraint on money printing, the U.S. went on to make a whole lot more dollars. The chart below, I can show this here. The chart below. The blue line indicates total dollars, M2, a measure of the money supply, and the red line indicates purchasing power, which has declined 86.86% over the decades. Okay, money supply, value. That's not good in any way, shape, or form. All right, so along with dollars, the current system exports inflation. Hmm, 
That's what Connolly meant when he said it's their problem. Well, the rest of the world has just sucked it up for 50 years, right? Well, things are different now. Weaponizing the dollar, whether it's marketed as a peacekeeping operation or a police action, going to war is ruinously expensive at best. Therefore, the U.S. historically uses financial sanctions as a non-kinetic method of dissuading behavior not in line with U.S. interests, simply because the world has to have dollars. As he explained above, whoever controls the dollars also has the outsized impact of the global economy. When the U.S. uses financial sanctions against another nation, we call that weaponizing the dollar. Now, this has been going on for decades. Cuba, for example, has been sanctioned for over 60 years. Iran, for more than 40 years. In some sense, weaponizing the dollar is business as usual for the U.S. So it has come to no surprise in 2022, the U.S. did it again. In response to the invasion of Ukraine, the White House froze the Russian central bank's $300 billion in U.S. dollar assets. A stroke of Joe Biden's pen rendered them completely worthless. In addition, the Russian economy was shut out of the SWIFT, the international money transfer system. The results of this shock and awe economic warfare were underwhelming. The Russian economy failed to collapse. Instead, they kept up business as usual, taking payments in the Wong, Chinese Wong, or the rupees, uh, or gold instead of dollars. And there are other consequences. Bloomberg columnist Matt Levine wrote back in March of 2022, Every time the U.S. and its allies kick a country off this system, it goes and finds other methods to use to trade. And other countries, countries that have not been kicked off the main network who are not necessarily aligned with the U.S. in every way, think that the main network looks a little less attractive. Or another thing, the main system is visibly a tool of political power. And if you are not aligned with the U.S., you might worry that one day being kicked off the system yourself. So you get more interested in trying out alternative systems before you need them. And so kicking Russia out of the dollar-based international financial system makes it more likely that the system will be replaced over time by something else. The system is weakened each time it exercises its power. That was That's what the Durban Accords of August 22nd were all about. Something else. August 22nd may mark the beginning of the end of business as usual. You've seen that the BRICS nations cannot be ignored. Note that two of the five core members, Russia and China, are historically rivals of U.S. geopolitical dominance. Both nations have been actively signing bilateral trade agreements with other nations, meaning they can buy and sell from one another in their own currencies rather than using the dollar as an intermediary. But the whole reason a global reserve currency exists is to make international trade less cumbersome. So the Durban Accords are an agreement, presumably, to announce on August 22nd the launch of a new international-backed uh, currency backed by commodities. This is uh, similar to the uh, the SDR with the International Monetary Fund, where they have a bucket of various different commodities that stabilize and peg the value. Backed by commodities is important because the easiest way for a new currency to gain credibility. Think about it. What currency in existence today derives its value from anything other than hope? This new BRICS currency will allow participating nations to circumvent U.S. financial sanctions and to avoid the problem of dollar inflation. In other words, our currency is about to become our problem. Initially, sources indicated that BRICS currency would be backed by commodities produced and traded by BRICS nations, things like oil, industrial metals, and grain, or more likely, gold. Backing their new currency with gold would be an obvious move for the BRICS. China and Russia are respectively the world's first and second 
gold mining nations, South Africa and Brill, Brazil, 13th and 14th, respectively. Both China and Russia already have sizable official gold reserves, 6th and 7th largest in the world. That, in essence, is what the Durban Accords are all about. An alternative to U.S. global financial dom dominance, a method for avoiding the weaponized U.S. dollar, a way of avoiding inflation caused by excess dollar printing, a, mean of, a means of simplifying and streamlining the bilateral trade agreements already in place. The Durban, uh, Durban Accords may mean the first viable, useful alternative to the U.S. dollar. And that's why this is a very big deal. P.S. On July 7th, the Russia state-run media outlet RT confirmed the goal of the Durban Accords was to launch a new trading currency backed by gold. So, knowing that, do you think it's a good time to buy gold and silver? I always think it's a good time to buy gold and silver. Get goldtoday.com. Okay. But knowing that, what does that have in the sense of the lookout? Is that going to cause immediate economic backlash? Yes. What do you, What do you think? And this, there's no wrong answer. To this. Um, I think there will be some initial response. I don't think it'll be SHTF. I think it'll be gradual, more gradual over time. Well, Michael Burry is willing to put a 1.6 billion dollars against you. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I have to see the time of that contract of those contracts, or maybe it's spread out. But yeah, it could it could be catastrophic. I'm looking for something here. Dominoes. Okay. They're going to basically come out and say, this is our plan. This is what we're going to do. This is when it starts. That time frame is going to allow these other countries to sell off their dollar in the process of that time, starting slowly Increasing, increasing, increasing. I guarantee you they already have the rollout of whatever this new reserve currency already is. I'm assuming it's going to be the Chinese one. And they're most likely going to back it by the good of gold. And when this does happen, you got to remember, last year, China and Russia already built a new financial transaction system that is much better, highly upgraded, much more efficient than SWIFT. Okay, this whole time that all of this shit has been going back and forth. Yeah, Russia and China have been building a this financial infrastructure to replace the dollar, to replace the SWIFT, to replace the Western globalized system. Remember when I said years ago that I believed the reason why Donald Trump went around the world. He went to Holinsky in Russia. He went to the Forbidden City with Xi Jinping. He went to the House of Saud and talked to the king, right? He, he went to all these people. He even went to North Korea. Yep. He went to all these people. What do you think he told them? He probably talked about the future. What he said the only now? chance of survival of this world not being handed over to global communism to the globalists, to the corporatists, and this planet not being sold out and raped of its resources is for an alternative global economic and political solution to rise up and basically place themselves between the Western financial order and global homogeny. And that's exactly what we're seeing happening. And I said, the BRICS nations 
Watch them. They're going to slowly grow. They're going to be... There, there was a 2019 World Economic Forum article, okay, called The New Silk Road. Now, you got to remember, this is when the World Economic Forum was playing nice with China. It's called The New Silk Road. And it was the World Economic Forum's basically whole plan to revolutionize China, India, Northern Africa, go figure, and Eastern Europe into this massive trading route of like the old Silk Road to where Western trade basically starts to go dwindle down and just becomes farmland. Well, what happened is, is that the BRICS nations took that to heart and actually started utilizing it for them own. And then China kind of, yep, the Silk Road Initiative. Thank you so much, Lord. And what happened is China just said, okay, cool, we're going to run with it. We don't need you. But China doesn't need any of the – China doesn't even need well, – the only people that China – the only country that China needs is Russia. Russia and China rule a freaking world if they combine financially and militar militaristically and politically. Their biggest problem is the United Nations, Europe, and the United States. But guess what? They're showing them up right now. Now, China is on the verge of economic collapse. I'm not going to lie about it. China is not in a good spot. And this is why I'm saying that we're very, very close to war. Russia, we're, we're looking at the, the lowest uh, exchange right now for the ruble, which is backed upon gold. Well, guess what's going to happen when this BRICS nation's global reserve currency? It's going to go back. And Russia doesn't give a shit. Because you know what? They've already made the, inter, the intercountry deals to exchange their goods and services for the ruble or for the Chinese one. So they don't care. And they're getting a better rate with the Chinese Wong to the Rupal than they will ever get for the dollar. So what we're seeing right now is, like I said, I think that Donald Trump planned this. That Donald Trump said specifically, Putin, Xi, you two need to work together, come together, forget the World Economic Forum, put them to the side. Your fight is against the global Western New World Order. They're going to fight you with everything they got. They're going to come in with proxy wars. They're going to come in with sanctions. This is how you get around it. And I think, honestly, I think that this is Putin's plan. If you want my honest opinion, I don't think that this was Donald Trump's plan. I think that this was Vladimir Putin's plan from probably the end of the Soviet Union the current day, okay? I truly believe that what we're seeing right now, this is masterminded by Vladimir Putin. And I think Donald Trump was brought into it and used as a facilitator about it and came in and said, this is a great idea, but U.S. has to keep its sovereignty and U.S. has to be one of the world leaders when we get our country back. And they probably said, sure, we're, we're fine with that because you know what? Nobody wants fucking war. Only the Western global world order is the one that has the war machine. That's why we have a trillion dollar defense budget here in the United States of America. So we have the plan coming into action. This is the BRICS nations rising up against the Western global order. I've been talking about this for years. This is happening right now. And the last nail in the coffin is de-dollarization, which has been happening slowly over the past time. So what happened is you had interest rates relatively low, but historically they shouldn't have been that low because you have to adjust for inflation each year. So what happened is when interest rates started to rise, Basically, all these bonds that all these countries and all these banks and financial institutions are holding that are sitting at a half a percent, 0.25 percent 
interest rate are worthless because if you need to liquidate them, you can't make any money to get capital back. So the Federal Reserve went out there and started helping these banks liquidate these assets by buying up the bad assets. But how is the Federal Reserve buying up the bad assets? They're just going and printing new money and putting more money out in circulation by printing brand new money to give to the banks as liquidity. It's an, it's an endless just mindfuck. And what does that do? It exasperates it. It basically dilutes the money supply, devalues the currency, and increases inflation, which the interest rates are going to have to go. It's a continual cycle. You can't get out of that cycle. And this is where we are kind of at right now. And so with this next hit economically, what you're about to see is you're about to see the dollar start to decline. You're going to see the banks start to crash within the fourth quarter. I would say around the November timeframe, we could potentially have a black October, dark October, black swan in October, where the massive economic impact is in November. Um, all the weather that we're seeing right now, all the fires, we're going to talk about that here in a few minutes. What do you think that's going to do to crops, people? What do you think that's going to do to wheat and corn and soy and everything that's about to be harvested here in the fall? We, you know, it's so interesting, so interesting, Vince, that all these fires all happen during the dog days of summer. Huh. The dog days of summer, oh, my God. Do you, you know what the dog days of summer indicate? What? Cirrus rising, okay? So this is the return of when Orion starts to come back into the uh, uh, rising in the east, and you start seeing the star Cirrus begin to rise. And this is dog, star, dog star, begins to rise, dog days of summer. And this was indicative of ancient farmers and um, agricultural societies that harvest was relatively six to eight weeks away. And they begin preparing all their crops for harvest. So the dog things come summer come from. Why is it all these fires come right before this, right during this time? In the last three years, boom, 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 boom. 2019, 2020, 2021, now 2023. Fires, massive galore. It's like someone's starting them. But they won't tell you that. Because you remember in Canada, oh, these seem to be naturally created wildfires. Oh, well, now we're investigating arson. Well, don't put that on the mainstream media. We have all of Maui and Luanawai burned down. One of the wealthiest districts that is still natively owned and they would not sell the developers and corporates. But guess what? They're going to be forced to sell now. They don't have the money to rebuild because the banks aren't going to give them the loans. Do you remember the infrastructure bill, Joe Biden infrastructure bill, Vince? Not all the details, but go on. Well, so you had the uh, Build Back Better bill. That's what they wanted. It. And they had a piecemeal in the various different, the omnibus bill and the infrastructure bill. Um, and this is where Bidenomics really comes in. Well, First thing I'll announce here, Bidenomics leaves Americans becoming homeless at a record rate. A new Wall Street Journal report reveals the number of Americans ending up on the streets is happening at a record rate. Despite Bidenomics being touted as an economic savior for the middle class, every working class folk understands Biden's policies have been absolutely horrendous. Two years of negative real wages forced many to rack up insurmountable credit card debt during the highest interest rate environment in generations, draining personal savings. We talked about this last year and the year before. All to make ends meet by like putting food on the table and paying rent. Compound this with the worst housing affordability period in decades. And it's not hard to understand why the homelessness crisis is beginning to spiral out of control for Democrats. And let's see what they say here. Wall Street Journal's John Camp and Shannon Neshabami 
analyzed data for more than 300 entities that track homeless people across metro areas, counties, and states. They noted that data accounted for 80% of homeless people counted nationwide last year. So far this year, the data shows the number of homeless people has soared 11% compared with 2022. Wall Street Journal said the jump represents the far, by far the biggest recorded increase the government started tracking comparable numbers in 2007. They pointed out the second highest increase was in 2019 at a 2.7% increase, excluding an artificially high increase last year caused by pandemic counting interruptions. The surge in homelessness has now pushed the number of folks living on the streets to nearly 600,000. Now, you remember what I told you? Wow. That the purpose of this color revolution, the Firestorm event, is they want... They want you homeless, they want you sick, they want you poor, they want you jobless, they want you on the streets, they want you hungry, and they want you begging your government for help and assistance. And guess what? If you have 20,000 rounds of ammunition, if you have 30 freaking guns, if you have all this food saved up, and you have a $400,000 mortgage that you're paying 6.5% interest on, and one day the bank calls you up and says, hey, you have till the end of the week to give me the $450,000. Or we're repossessing your house and you're being evicted. Can you take all that with you and where are you going? You go, well, I'm going to go to Uncle John's house or I'm going to go to, uh, you know, Grandpa Steve. Guess what? Their houses are under the same freaking thing. It's happening. Okay? Understand that. In Minnesota, every six months they reassess property values. And over the last three years... Every single time on a property value assessment, the taxes have gone up at a minimum $300 a year. This year, they just went up $600 just for this last six-month assessment. What is that doing? That increases your mortgage payment per month. $100 here, $200 there. Here, to the point that it becomes unsustainable for these families that are already pinching pennies. And what happens is you can pay your mortgage at $1,650. But when your monthly payment is $4,250 and you're sitting there going, I only have a $1,600 mortgage. Why am I paying $4,200? Because you have mortgage insurance. You have um, homeowner's insurance. You have property tax. And when you start adding all that in, you can no longer pay it. And see, that's what happens. This is this is coming. We talked about during COVID-19, the deferments that they gave them in the banks. That's still ongoing. The only reason that those foreclosures have not been processed is because the big six banks that own 87% of all real estate in this country let their whole lawyer, real estate lawyer team go that deals with foreclosures because it was basically secured by Trump and then Biden, but then overruled by the Supreme Court and just no action has been taken upon it. There's a few foreclosures coming in here and here and here. In 2020, sorry, in 2022, in March of 2022, we had a 300% increase in the amount of foreclosures year after year. That number is still consistent today, which means that it's 300% greater than it was in 2021 this year. Hmm. That number is going to be massively expanded in the next few years. So this is a big problem, people, that they want you homeless. And guess what? They know how to make you homeless. So going back to the infrastructure bill, do you remember that little provision that they put? Remember, remember when the infrastructure bill came out, they still had PPP funds going out. This is the COVID-19 emergency relief funds that was going out to state organizations, entities, businesses, corporations, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they told the counties, if you want to receive your PPP funds, if you want to receive your PPP funds, you got to follow this one little clause here in the infrastructure the bill that says that you have to change your zoning requirements in your district. 
You have to change single-family homes from 67% down to 27% and then compensate that with multifamily homes that accept Section 8 and government subsidies. And this is for rural and suburban areas. Immediately after that, we pointed this out on the show. BlackRock, J.P. Morgan, Fidelity were going out there, Vanguard, hand over fist, and buying entire communities in Florida, California, Arizona, everywhere. Why? Why would they buy entire communities? Develop them. There you go. Ding, ding, ding. What just happened in Maui? Everything got leveled, burned. But it was only that whole area that was natively owned that billionaire real estate developers have been trying to buy out those people for a very, very long time. And they've been told, no, this is our land. We're native here. This is our land. And it's worth billions. Now that land, those people have lost everything. Everything's gone. And you damn well know that the insurance companies most likely cannot cover that. Okay? And what does Joe Biden do? Well, what we're going to do, we're going to give $700 in subsidies to all these people over there in Hawaii, but we're going to give $200 million just right now to right. Ukraine and another $1.2 billion over to Ukraine, on uh, top of the $87 billion that we've already given Ukraine. And now what do we see all around this country? And I'm going to just skip it. I, I didn't really. Uh, I just had more financial stuff. We got the Trump stuff. We'll cover that in a second. Uh, But let me go into... Let me just go start sharing some stuff. Here we go. Massive wildfire in Sabine Parish, Louisiana. Residents asked to evacuate. There's one. Okay. Where's the next one? This This is all today, guys. This is massive explosion of commercial structure in central San... Dominican Republic, multiple people injured. I wonder what that is. Probably a grain facility. That would be my guess. Okay, what is this one? Uh, Popocatl volcano erupts in Mexico. Hmm. That was the one they said it was going to erupt about two months ago, and they were all preparing in Mexico City. Now it's beginning its eruptions. Oh, that's interesting. Well, how many volcanoes can we get to erupt in a day? Well, we get about two of them. Uh, mm-hmm. This is uh, another thing that we have here. This is huge. Uh, house exploded in Plum, Pennsylvania. Ring camera captured the explosion. Oh, that's interesting. And, and you're going to see a lot of that smaller stuff. Uh, how about this one? Massive fire blazing your residential neighborhood in Glendale, Arizona, developing. And guess what? It's incredibly hot, 100 and something degrees in Arizona. What does that mean? Everything's dry. How about this one? Mulch fire starts in Houston. Arson investigators on the scene. Oh, a mulch fire. You know, it, it's interesting that this mulch fire just happened to happen, just happened to happen, right next to Oprah's refugee camp that she opened up there three years ago. What? Yeah, right next to it. But the refugee camp, oh, it's fine. But you know what I heard from Little Birdies? What? Oprah wanted to expand a refugee camp. She wanted to buy that land. Oh, my God. Imagine that. And now that land's all burning. You know, what's interesting about Oprah there is that she just bought a 320-acre property in Maui and another 420-acre property in Maui 
which was in the exact same areas that those fires hit. Do you know whose property was absolutely undamaged? Their houses, the trees, all the grass still green and lush. You look at an aerial photography, you see all burned, and then Oprah's property. She must have had a really good irrigation system. Yep. My gosh. What is going on, guys? What is really going on here? I mean, look at Maui right now. This is this is just a walkthrough video. This isn't Ukraine. This isn't Iraq. This is Maui. Look at that molten metal on the floor. Of course. Well, you know, so give some credence to that. Aluminum is going to melt in those fires. Cars do have aluminum on them. And you're going to have disfigured steel, right, stuff like that. So you you will have that with these fires. And and I think they they pinpointed a lot of this to the downed electrical lines, right? Yeah. Uh, Well, some people are saying it was from the electric. Yeah, electric situation. Do you have that drone footage by chance? I'll look here in a second. So after the hours on beach, Joe Biden says no comment about the rising death toll in Hawaii. Absolutely horrific. Here's the drone footage. Let's look at it. I'm going to ask you give to, you that beautiful music. Go ahead. I'm going to ask you to pause it at a certain point. there it's hard to really well you know you know what i think that is vince this what these cars are undamaged which means that that was probably the last parked car maybe which means that see how the trees were leaned this way that the fire didn't spread this way because there's no cars there there's nothing to catch on fire this way i don't know but i see what you're saying it's the whole thing is just so suspicious It, it, it absolutely is. That whole area of Maui is absolutely decimated. Uh, and, and so you had uh, DC Drano today, and I tagged him in this. We'll see if he picks up on it. But the deadliest fires in California state history that killed dozens were proven to be caused by Pacific Gas and Electric electrical wires. Now we learn Hawaii Electric wires may have caused a deadly Maui flood fires. The media blames climate change almost every time these big fires break out, but when in reality we should be pointing the finger at the Democrat leaders who to properly manage their state's electrical companies. Why was power in the electrical wires not shut down in advance of the powerful windstorm? Hawaii Electric stock plunges 40% after lawsuit alleges it failed to shut down power ahead of the Maui wildfires. Oh, interesting. Well, this guy, are you surprised they wouldn't shut off the electric? 
look who the owners are. Some companies that are buying up all the real estate, all the residential real estate and funding the Great Reset in 15-minute cities. Vanguard, BlackRock, First Trust, Geode Capital. I missed my case. So this is what they were saying. And they knew, they saw this coming. They saw this, people. Okay? This is why they're saying, why didn't they shut down the power? So this this, this was being reported, and they never shut it down. over here all these power lines have snapped now we were looking at them earlier I was just telling the boys on the fence line that these were gonna snap and sure enough they did yeah so this is gnarly and they left them active Un Friggy, 96 people dead, multiple more, thousands missing. And so basketball player Royce White, uh, I believe he plays for, I don't know who the hell he plays for. I'm not a basketball fan. But look what he writes on his head during the game. Investigate Maui. You know, Vince, it might not be in the continental United States, but did we just have a kind of a, a, a new 9-11, a weather 9-11? Pretty much. I mean, this is probably one of the most significant natural disasters in recent history that we've seen, or quote-unquote natural, right? Yep, exactly. This is huge, and the mainstream isn't really too concerned over it, right? It's not like uh, getting attention like it should. Yep, I agree. This is, the mainstream media has already done reporting on it. people are going to discover is that there was some type of accelerant that was utilized in this wind I no I well wind for sure but what you you got to remember everything's really wet there I know okay that 
something was sprayed over Maui. I, I don't. I'm, I'm speculating here, but what you're gonna? Because here's the thing. Yeah, very very high winds. I understand, but something like that, there has to be an accelerant at play. There has to be something sprayed somewhere to initiate that, to allow that wind to really catch on. Yeah, down power lines, I understand, can produce sparks, start some things on fire, but everything was incredibly wet. I'm telling you, the accelerant theory will come out that something was sprayed, crops, whatever it is, maybe maybe something in that whole area. Uh, I, I don't know. But I'm telling you, something's going to come out in the next few days pertaining to that. And, you know, here's, here's the truth bombs. We'll, we'll listen to this right here. People losing their homes um, due to fire, flood, mulch, or emergency services. But I need you guys to hear me out. You don't see what's going on. I feel something is bigger. I've been, um, I've been on Maui the last nine years. And I know the geographical location and how everything works. There was no fucking way that a hurricane missed Big Island, went to Maui, and didn't flood them, didn't give them, you know, crazy you know, other things, but it caused fires. It caused fires in not only on Maui, but it caused fires in the most precious parts of real estate in Maui. Lahaina Front Street is worth billions. The Hawaiians that have been holding out and the Kanaka have been holding out for years not wanting to sell their property in Lahaina due to these big million dollar companies. It is not a coincidence. I don't believe how in the most precious parts of Maui, Kula, Lahaina, and Kihei that the locals that are standing strong and do not want to give up Oprah Winfrey's fucking view up in Kula that the Hawaiians are holding out on, that the fire was going to. The Ho the Hawaiians and the Kanaka that was holding right there on Front Street. Hmm. You know, you know what they just did to Maui and all of Hawaii for all the native islanders? Welcome up. Guess who's voting red? Hawaii. Yep. The UK government has published official figures on deaths following COVID vaccinations, revealing one in every 482 vaccinated people in England died within one month of vaccination. One in every 246 died within 60 days of vaccination. And one in every 73 were dead by May 2020. FDA drops ivermectin bombshell. Doctors are free to prescribe ivermectin to treat COVID-19. A lawyer representing the U.S. Food and Drug Administration said this week, FDA explicitly recognizes that doctors do have the authority to prescribe ivermectin to treat COVID. Ashley Zhuang Anul, the Department of Justice lawyer representing the FDA, said during oral arguments on August 8th in the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit. Wow, look at that. Uh, Pfizer says no Australians were forced to take their vaccines, dismisses all harms caused by their experiments and mandates. You know what's going to happen? I think the next fires are not going to be on Hawaii and in trees and islands. Just saying. You got some pissed off people in this world. 
Governments are not complying with the WHO, so Tedros, the terrorist, oh, announces whoops. new COVID dictates for countries to follow. Uh, we have uh, last week, so actually, yeah, so last week, the nondescript, seemingly windowless room that appeared to be more like a bunker than a press room, the hopeful world health dictators held a media briefing on global health issues. The dictators issued standing recommendations for COVID and announced similar was soon to follow for monkeypox, which was previously known as wow. rempox. Uh, we are naming some of those present at the briefing as they are involved. It has been more than three years since the rollout of the crimes against humanity began, and none of them can claim to be innocent. And so this is Tedros, uh, Professor Prespin, Avitesaland, Dr. Mike Ryan, Sylvie Bryand, Dr. Uh, Maria von Kuckerhove, and basically people, these people are trying, the WHO is trying to take away your rights, your freedoms, and your liberties and here's the thing is Bayonet steps into where all said it best. I will not comply. I will not comply. If another pandemic comes about, that is the time that we've been waiting for. I'm telling you, we're not putting up with shit this time. It's not going to go down the same way. If they think they want to put forth this, they want to do it with a cyber attack, a black swan event, and then all of a sudden a pandemic and, oh, World War Three. fuck you. We're not falling for it. We're woke people. We, we understand what is happening in this world and we won't fall for it any longer. Your audio is cutting in and out just slightly and uh, we're running out of time. If you want to give some shout outs and uh, Oh shit. We are out of time. Okay guys, I want to go ahead and give the thanks to everybody out there. I know this show went fast and I apologize. Uh, Hillbilly Jack Hill, thank you so much. Seven months uh, substreak. Georgia Vixen, celebrating five months substreak. Thank you so much, Georgia Vixen. Vixen, Central, one, two, three, four, gift of the shades. Thank you so much, Central. Charming Nicole, 11 lemons. Thank you so much, Charming Nicole. Shannon, 13, 13, 10 lemons. Get her done, five lemons. RPG, 35, 73, one ice cream. Thank you so much, Shannon. Get her done, and RPG. Bayonet, one lemon. Grandma, five revolt, two lemons. Love the beach, two ice cream. Thank you so much, Bayonet. Grandma, five revolt, love the beach. Shannon, 13, 13, three lemons. Cat, 24, one lemon. Nena, Nenya, 1971 lemon. Thank you so much, Shannon. Cat24 and Menya. Just Jim donated 111 gold pills. Just Jim, we miss you on Zoom, buddy. You got to jump in there. Work the Mondo, get to the can. Keep the face splurge on Waywards, peeps. Much appreciation for everybody out there. Thank all of you guys. I know there's a lot to take in this show. We talked about I didn't even touch on half the stuff I wanted to talk about. I mean, we're just getting started. Grismo7, thank you so much. Thank you for, and Roxy, thank you for all the donations coming in, guys. Thank you so much, all of you guys. You guys help us keep us alive and keep this flowing. Uh, listen, there's so much more. We'll talk about a lot of this tomorrow. I got a guest for the first part of the show tomorrow. Vince is going to join me. It's Jay Sixer who's going to jail the next few days. We'll discuss that tomorrow. Then the next half an hour, we'll get into it. And then amp after hours, I'll probably just jump into directed energy weapons, weather wars, water wars, and everything that's coming on amp after hours tomorrow. Maybe I'll invite James Grunvig or one of those other guys out there to join me. Maybe just Jim Price because he's a good one to jump in for that one. So, so tomorrow, don't forget early time, half an hour early. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys all take care. Have a great night. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me eye patch McCain. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. 
frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's a, it's collusive. It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And uh, you know that's the beginning of communism.